Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how you doing? Doing good, Bruni. I can't really talk. Got yeah. A, uh, exp- I, got, I got braces as an adult. My story. <laughs> where's, where's, the, where's the reality TV show for this? Yeah, Colin, you got braces. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I apologize if I sound like I got headgear on. Hear that? Because you do. Yeah. I pretty don't much, but pretty much it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. We're we're gonna get through this together. Yeah, you know I got Red Bull, Fiji water, Chick Fil A. I'm first set. Fiji water ever. We're in. Yeah, you know we're in McKinney. Um, <laughs> gotta be bougie. It's summer. It's like 11:30 at night right now. Recording Dedication. this. We are. We're ready. We're gonna get into this a little later, but we got some rebranding going on. If you're well, once you're listening to this podcast, you'll have seen it anyways because it'll be on Twitter. We're gonna have a YouTube channel. We're gonna have. New logo, new design for our uh, layout and stuff like that. Um, basically, we're trying to change with the times, I guess, Colin, right? Yeah, you know, we got to be modern. The kids are getting uh, too young for us. Exactly, so, uh, exactly. We're getting old, so we yeah. got <laughs> to move on. 22 going on 60, am I right? Yeah, and well, I'm still 21, Colin. Speak for yourself. It doesn't matter. Speak for yourself. Um, real quickly, we do need to update the people on our men's league um ah uh, yes we, we we didn't get a chance to update them last week yes we're doing podcast every other week now okay just because well, I, I didn't happens. i didn't clarify this yeah okay emergency podcast um would be the only exception to that but as of right now we're doing every other week podcast so this week and then two weeks pretty much on every monday we're going to record yeah so our men's league colin yes we so, were so owing two we were owing two mm-hmm. last time we talked to these people last time we talked to the audience we played uh game three we played a, a decent team and we lost by 15 but 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 it was a nine point game with like a minute left and they hit two threes late so really we lost by nine yeah we, we stopped playing defense and exactly we we were, just, they just were like let's just make the score go higher yeah so they hit they hit a couple threes late to make it 15 yeah. but really we lost by nine okay good result for us you know we're getting better we're in a very it difficult felt, it league. felt it felt a lot better than losing by 36 <laughs> Uh, definitely it did definitely feels um, a lot better. <laughs> for those of y'all who don't know we're in a men's league we're in a very competitive men's league i don't know why but we're in a league we're not like competitive legitimate teams are in this and it's really scary so yeah. yeah anyways going to week four um we looked at the schedule we looked at the standings and we knew that this team the snipers was <laughs> basically the best team in the league so yeah. we went into it not expecting much we ended up playing them pretty tight and we lost by 23 23 so not terrible. Yeah, and, and and it started off a lot better. In the third game, we were down 22-5 to five at the end of the first half. That's not true. That is, is not it, true. Is it not true? No, that's not true. All right. That's enough. We were down 22-5 to five at, some yes, point at some point late yes. in the first yes. half. Yes. And in this game, you know, Bernie, Bernie and his teammates, you know, teammates. Kept, it, kept it close. And okay. we were only down okay. like nine... No, I don't remember. Now? I don't remember. That's enough of this, though. Anyways, we're 0-4. We got, <laughs> Anyways, we're 0-4. We got two True. games coming up. We'll let y'all know. Hopefully, we're 2-4. and four. We'll see. I do but have to say one more thing. All right, go you ahead. got a shooting sleeve? I did get a shooting sleeve. I went to Academy, went and bought a $10 BCG shooting sleeve because I needed some type of accessory. He's better now. Yeah, I've, I'm a lot better now. I'm like Devin Booker. Number one shooting sleeve. Everything. We're, we're the, whole, the whole nine yards. Anyways. Yeah, it's great. Um, on to business. On to the business side of this. We're going to stay on basketball, though, because we're going to wrap up this North Texas basketball team and their offseason. So right now, last time we talked to you all, we were we kept alluding to Thomas Bell. We were like like he was this like unknown thing. We we're like, oh, yeah, they could get Thomas Bell. Who knows? And now 
they got Thomas Bell. And they did so. Yeah, round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. Um, they did so because Mark Ticanico transferred out and he is going to Sam Houston. Yeah, oh my God, I can't speak. Sam Houston State now. And so that allowed them to bring in Thomas Bell. And for those of y'all, I believe last time we talked, Ryan Woolridge had already left. I'm yes, almost positive. Yeah, that was our emergency podcast. Yeah. So Ryan Woolridge, once again, is gone. Thomas Bell's brought in. Uh, we've ran through these recruits like 50 times on the last Just two go podcasts. Just listen to old podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Roll them. through them. James Reese, J. Von Hamlet, uh, Dan Goud, um, Thomas Bell. Those are the four pretty much. So, um, yeah, we've ran through them the last two podcasts a lot. Go check that out. But Thomas Bell being on the team makes it 13 scholarship players now and one walk-on in uh, J.J. Murray. Mm-hmm. So that's the roster set. 2019-2020 yeah. is set. This is it. This is this is it. It's a very, very different team. It's a very win-now team. It's a very experienced team. You have, I think it was, what was it, six juniors, three or four, four seniors, something like that? Yeah. I don't remember. Something along those lines. You have an experienced team. Experienced team. And the only incoming freshman you have is Jalen Jackson. So you got you got some. Uh, I mean, your only retro freshman is Larry, Larry Weiss. So yeah. this is an old team. Yeah, you don't have a lot of experience or a lot of inexperience on this team. So there's uh, going to be a lot of uh, a lot of importance. Here's one thing I was thinking about though. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even mean to bring this up, but so while I was like looking at the roster, typing everything out and stuff, yada yada. I looked at Tony Benford's last year. Because do you remember the narrative going into that year? was like, oh, bro, Keith Frazier's here. Yep. They brought in uh, Darrell Green. Oh. Yeah, J. Michael Reese is a senior. Yeah. Um, they got all these dudes. Or Jeremy Combs is back from injury. This is the year. All right, Tony Benford's going to save his job, and they're going to win 20 games. You know, you saying that roster did not, like, now does not make me any more <laughs> confident than what it would actually happen. Like, no, but at the time, everyone right, was like, time, yeah, everyone yeah. was like, oh, my God, real green grad transfer, you know. Um, Keith Frazier coming in. He was supposed to be, like, top 10 and everywhere. Who knows? And then, you know what happened. We don't have to go over that. Yeah. The team was horrible. And now, that's just, it just reminded me of the hype. In a way, like this team yeah. going into this year, we're like win now. Well, that was supposed to be the case with Tony Benford. It's a different team. It's a different coach. It's a different situation. Graham McCallison is not coaching for his job by any stretch of the imagination. But no. still, it just makes it just reminded me of that. Is that a bad? Is that is that a stupid thing to think? Uh, I guess in the one just sense, in the hype in the one sense, yeah. But I mean, even the hype then it was kind of like preseason. It was like Tony's leaving after the season, anyways. I don't think anyone thought that he was going to stay. Tony did. Tony, Tony told us. Tony was like, we can do some special things to this team. Yeah, they didn't make the tournament. He needed that LSU roster. <laughs> he needed Nas Reed in the middle. He needed Lamont Walters. Yes. He needed the Hoopers. Um, Unfortunately, that's not this team. The thing is, Jeremy Combs went on to have a good career. Like He had a good season at Texas Southern last year. Yeah. Tony Benford was just... Sad. Yeah. Insane. But anyways, I just I I don't bring that up to compare the rosters or compare the coaching. I I'm only comparing the hype in a way because like this is a win now team and that was a win now team. So it's kinda like it just felt the same in a way. I guess. Grad transfers coming in, transfers coming in, you have guys being seniors in rows and even though Ryan's gone, I mean you have you have anticipation. That's all I'm trying to say. 
more okay, than the last yeah, two I, years. I, yeah, okay, I, I get that. Anticipation so, for sure. So, yeah. Um, anything else on the basketball side of things? No, I don't think so. Again, we've talked this basketball team yeah, in, just go back to last into the ground. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Basically. Also, we'll try to keep you updated on Ryan's situation on uh, 24-7, Mean Green 24-7. Um, I don't... All I've heard as of right now is what I've put out is Minis- yeah. Minnesota reached out to him. A couple Big 12 teams reached out to him. Not TCU, though. I think that's breaking news for some people. TCU, yeah. as of a week ago, had not reached out to him. Yep. So, which, is, which, is, which is odd. Because Tony Benford's there now. Right. Exactly. So everybody in the world was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like He'll just go to TCU, staying close. Tony mm-hmm. Benford's there. I think TCU was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, we're good. Hard pass. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, Tony was like, let's get Ryan. And the head coach was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, what'd you say? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, no, no, like, nothing. Do you want to go back? <laughs> do you want to go back? Oh, I mean, LSD, going back to LSU was pretty good. Anyways, um, that's all I have for basketball. Do you have anything yeah, else? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm okay, good. cool. Um, Let's talk about football. Because that is what is checks my watch. How long, how far Three away? Months away? Four months away? It's May twentieth. August. May, June, July, t- August. Oh my god, three months away. Man, we really gotta start talking football. All right. Let's start talking football. He's upset. <laughs> so North Texas, first let's start with the the commits because everyone loves recruiting and I work for twenty four seven sports, so tw- recruiting is a number a big one thing. recruiting sports website in the nation it is all right don't even come at us sideways all right we're number one don't even don't even come at us sideways. <laughs> uh 24 7 north texas has six 2020 commits so far also worth noting that they picked up a 2019 walk-on from the fort worth brewer kid that whose name is gonna escape me because i don't feel like looking it up so look that up on mingering 24 7 <laughs> fort worth brewer tied in just walked on for the 2019 class adds another tight end so um, they already have Asher Albert yeah. coming in, and they have yep. a whole freaking six guys that tied in now. Where last year they had two. Yep. Anyways, that's going to be a loaded position. Um, they have six commits coming in 2020 as of right now. They're number two in Conference USA. Obviously, this is really early, and yeah. I don't like talking really, really early commits because you can decommit anything. Yeah, out of these six guys, yeah. three of them will could likely be gone. So, um, yeah, a lot's going to happen. They're ranked 43rd right now in the country in 2020. Imagine yeah. if that stayed. Imagine if that <laughs> stayed. Um, but I mean, as of right now, the as far as rating go, ratings go, and this obviously the ratings will change as their senior season plays out. Right. But as of right now, they're the highest one's eighty three point three. So nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But you got six guys that are between eighty two and eighty three. Yep. So, so yep. You have a deep class yeah, in a way already. Exactly. Instead that's a great point. Instead of getting the two stars in the unranked, you're now getting three stars, and hopefully that's a great you, point you grab because a four star. Even two years ago, they were still getting 75, 76. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember like coming in here as a freshman, and it was like one three star, and everyone else was unranked on twenty four seven. So look, even if you go back, let's go back to twenty eighteen. One hundred ninth, one hundred second ranked class. The highest ranked player was Alex Morris, who's going to be really good next year, um, and he's 84 rated basically. Yeah. But then you go down to the bottom, and you got not ranked, not ranked, 76, 76, 77, 78, 78. So again, like you said, I think that's a great point. The floor is going to be raised yep. of this recruiting class. I mean, like even if they don't go get the four star or the the high high three star like 87s. Which they probably will end up getting an eighty-seven. They got, or so. they got a couple last. Yeah, last year. I mean, Katie Lyles. They they have guys that are high ranked and three stars. But even if they don't go get the eighty-nine or whatever, their floor is going to be, I think, eighty. Yeah. Like unless if yeah. guys like bolt last second and they have to fill holes, 
Yeah. I think 80, 81 is going to be the Yeah, and, and not JUCO 85s no. or anything like that. It's going to be high school High school floor yeah. is going up, and it's 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 we've seen it go up every year with Seth. Yeah, That's last true. year the lowest commit was eighty, Leandre Davis. Yeah, so, so you're already at the eighty floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I don't want to go over these six recruits too much, but all you need to know about these six is that they cover completely different positions on there. So you have Dane yeah. Jackson, center from Kentucky, the one out of state guy. Um, Christian Lee, tight end, Lorenzo Thompson, receiver, Jason Curl, safety, Jamal Ligon, defensive end, and Jet Duncan, guard. So you have two offensive linemen, yep. defensive linemen, sa- uh, safety, receiver, tight end. Pretty pretty well that's distributed. That's good, yeah. Um, again, I don't like getting really deep into this because a lot of stuff's going to change in about yeah. probably two months. Yeah. And people are going to commit, people are going to decommit. That's just how it goes. Um, I completely understand people who want to get into it already and start looking at how Dane Jackson fits into the offensive line scheme <laughs> with Chuck Langston. That's cool. But um, I don't I, know. It's just, I not, think the not only thing me. you can take away from this so far is that how well they've done recruiting. I agree. And I, th- that this trend will continue so if, early on. Into right. The exactly. So yeah. if, if guys decommit and go somewhere else, expect them to replace them with guys of similar, just range. like Khatib Lyles. The late addition, yep. the late addition yep. last year, they had him in his in their back pocket, and then yep. whipped it out. Yep, something happened with Garrison Johnson. He's gone. All right, we got Katie Blouse right here, eighty six. What? How did you do that? I don't know. They just do it. So, um, that is, I think you made great points there. That the floor is going to go up, and they're already looking like a pretty, pretty solid recruiting class. The only team above them in Conference USA right now is Southern Miss. Um, again, this is all going to change. Like. Who knows what's going to yeah, happen course. in two months. But we'll see. We're also seeing a lot of offers flying around. Um, if you just, like they've offered just type in just yeah. <laughs> just type in untamed 20, and you'll see like 100 results pop up. Yeah. But that's completely normal. Yeah. College yeah, football, yeah. you offer 150 guys and 25 yep. commit. That's yep. what you do. So um, I try to retweet as many um, offers as I can, but uh, obviously I'm not going to see everything. I need to start going through that hashtag. I, I I made a joke about it, but I really need to start doing it. Just like <laughs> hashtag untamed twenty before I go to sleep every night. Hashtag untamed twenty. Just go through, retweet, 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 retweet. I mean, I work for twenty four seven. I don't know what else Come I would on, do. Come on, Bernie. I need to do that better. Rebranding. <laughs> yeah, we we need to rebrand, re re everything. Get back into it. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's all I had for the football for the commits and the recruits. I think yeah, we. I don't. I think. I think right now. I agree. Just take it for. We will get into it eventually. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have. Let me make sure I don't have a question. We don't have the question on that. I forgot what my questions were, or from Twitter. Also, uh, our Twitter. We're gonna have a t- Ming Green twenty four seven. Yeah. Twitter coming up. Okay. Yeah. These were about attendance. Bet. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's get into some an, an interesting conversation I want to have, and one that might spark some controversy, maybe a little. To certain people, I, probably yes. I think to a lot of people. <laughs> Anyways, rebranding, Colin. We're gonna be more, uh, more uh, aggressive. Not aggressive. More. Uh, more hot takey. Hot takey. Like we're gonna go off on a li- go out on a limb a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Right? Less, 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 less of less reserve. Yeah. I don't, I You're having trouble speaking with that that expander yeah. on, Colin. Okay, yeah. that's okay. Listen, my jawline's <laughs> gonna get longer. I'm gonna look more like, <laughs> be more attractive. Yeah. All right, Colin. Anyways. <laughs> Listen, we're okay, look, we're talking about Mason Fine, okay? 
because we know Mason Fine sells tickets. Mason Fine sells listeners. All right, that's what we do here. We talk about Mason Fine. When's he coming on the pod? Not soon enough, Colin. Colin <laughs> guys, listen to me. I've made pitches for Mason Fine on this podcast. We need we need, we need a change.org petition, but we can't make it. You guys have to start. Every time <laughs> we do. Every time I've tried to get Mason Fine on the podcast, I've been told he's busy. And he probably is, so I'm not gonna hold that against him. We will have him on eventually, though. Um, let's, all right. So Mason Fine, this was uh, a <laughs> this caught my attention. So Draft Geek, explain to everyone that is what that is. Cause I uh, well, shoot, I don't, I didn't know what that was before this went viral. Okay, what makes they, it incredible? They have oh, sh- probably nothing. But okay. regardless, <laughs> All this right. is probably up. yeah. This is probably not a very reliable source. NFL Draft Geek is their is their uh, user not username their at u- u- URL whatever. Um, yeah, and they're at on Twitter. So on Twitter they have about five hundred followers. No, five thousand six. Yeah, five thousand followers, something like that. You know, not a huge site or anything like that. But they're they're a site, and they said they put out a twenty twenty NFL Draft quarterback rankings. Okay. So obviously everyone's gonna open it up and look for Mason Fine because Mason Fine is gonna be in the draft next year, and the hope for all of us here at North Texas is that he gets drafted. Is that he gets drafted because we want nothing more than our savior to be drafted. So the NFL savior, he's gonna be okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's go through the list. Okay, number one, Tua Ta- Tagovailoa. Can I guess where Mason's gonna be before? No. Yes, you can actually. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say like seventh. Okay, that's a good guess. It's wrong, but it's is, a good is guess. that out of ten? Is that out of ten? I think they go 15 deep. 13 deep. They go 13 deep. That's odd. So anyways, two attack of Loa. Okay. One. Number two, Justin Herbert from Oregon. Okay. Good so far. We know who they are. They're great. Number three, Mason Fine, North oh, Texas. No. Number three. Number three. In the nation. Number No, number three on the 2020 NFL Draft quarterback rankings. So that includes juniors, obviously, that come that includes, out. So that let's continue. From? Oh, no. Let me, let me continue the list. Colin. Okay. Okay. Number Sorry. four. Jake from Georgia. Remember that guy that was like in the national championship and like, well, they did swap lose. They did lose to Texas last year. Swap him and Mason. Mason wins the, the natty. Anyways, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All Jake, right, sorry. Jake from four from Georgia. Five. Jacob Eason from Washington. God. I've seen him a couple times. He's pretty good. Number six. Jordan Love, Utah State. Now say what you want about Jordan Love. He plays at Utah State. Did you see what Jordan Love did to North Texas defense last year? <laughs> did you see that? And did you see how good he looked? That's the only Jordan Love game I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not going to sit up here and yep. be like, I watched the... I love myself from Jordan Love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and say I've seen Utah State play five times. I haven't. Jordan Love, though, against North Texas defense, who was a good defense last year, right? We've gone over this. Kyrie Muhammad, EJ Gia, all of them, good defense. Jordan Love destroyed them. Jordan Love is 6-4, long, can run, has an arm of a of a monster, and he destroyed North Texas last year. Yeah. Jordan Love is really, really good. I'm high on Jordan Love. Seven, Nate Stanley, Iowa. I don't eh, – Mason Fine, Nate Stanley. Nate Stanley might be more of a, like a pro, quote-unquote, yeah. quarterback because, you know, he's prototypical. Um, so that'll be tough. Uh, McKenzie Milton, Central Florida – Ooh. UCF, like that's that's, tough that's an too. actual team. Wow. <laughs> um, Brian Lewerk from Michigan State, Shea Patterson, Michigan. Yeah, again, another quote unquote, quote unquote prototypical pro. You know, probably be a good backup somewhere. Stuff like that. Um, good thing he's not third then. Eleven, 
Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma. That's interesting. You know, see, I don't really see Jalen Hurts translating. The okay, NFL. yes, but Jalen Hurts is like top five in Heisman odds right now. That means Mason Fine's got to be number three, okay, am I right? Yes. Anyways, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is eleven on this list, eight spots behind Mason Fine. I don't know, man. Bruni's flummoxed right now. I don't now. know. Uh, KJ Costello, Stanford, he's good. And Riley Neal from Vanderbilt, I don't know. I haven't watched Vanderbilt. Yeah, I don't watch I don't um, But everyone else on the list is, I do. So, so why do you think that he's that he's ranked so highly? Because of the numbers? But all those guys have numbers. Yeah, I know. So so I wonder Jordan what... Jordan Love probably had better than numbers than him, if I remember correctly. Like, I can see I can see over Jalen Hurts because just the way he plays. Yeah, plays dial. Yeah. And Mason is a pass-first quarterback. But everyone else... They're taller and can throw the ball. I mean, can I mean, throw the ball, right? What a great description. I mean, you know what I mean. Yes, you know what I mean, I do. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Okay, so what's Mason finds ceiling? Uh, I just don't understand this. If you're drafting NFL quarterbacks, I don't know if Mason finds ceiling because you wouldn't draft him for his floor, right? His floor is right. significantly lower than Jake Fromm's and Jordan Love's and Nate Stanley's. Right. You're expecting him because to be a starter. You have to have a high ceiling. It's kind of like this is a bad comparison. I'm not gonna compare that. I was gonna say do it. You do this every. Well, you do this every week. I was you go, gonna this say is a bad comparison. I was gonna say, you say when you get short quarterbacks, I feel like their floor is pretty low, in a sense. Okay. So their ceiling has to be really high, right. a la Kyle Murray, Russell Wilson. Right. Because if not, then. Like we've seen six five quarterbacks just work just because they're tall, have good arms, can run, I right? Mean, can see the field. I mean, better. Mike White from uh, exactly. WKU. Exactly, great example. He didn't do anything spectacular. Exactly, to say. But again, he's prototypical backup quarterback. Six five has a chance. Yeah, right. you know, has a chance to maybe crack the lineup because when you're drafting, this next quarterback class is not going to be very good. Besides. Uh, Tagovailoa and Herbert, yeah. Outside of those two, Jake Fromm's not being. Uh, he's not going to be a, t- a first round pick, and unless if something changes the next year where he shows that, um, no one else here is going to be a first round pick. So once you start getting into the later rounds, I just don't see Mason Fine being a. If he's number three, that means he's a top two round pick, right? Top unless, three round pick at least. Top three round pick, yeah. Is that not insane? I feel like did we not see him against okay, and this is not going to turn into the Mason Fine bashing podcast because I love Mason Fine. Right. You are not going to do this to me, NFL draft geek. Okay, you're not going to make <laughs> yeah, me. Gonna you're not going to make me hate on Mason Fine. Okay, okay, just Go say ahead. just say why you don't think Mason Fine will work. Is it only his size? I guess let's it's, just get out of the way. It's probably it's, about. It's probably. Is it only his size? Sixty to seventy percent. What's the thirty percent? His arm has gotten stronger. But his down the field accuracy is can be questionable at times. Okay, it can be. We've seen him. We've seen him go yeah. deep and miss. Last year, I think he was probably better his sophomore year than junior year as I far agree. as deep ball I, accuracy. I agree with that. Deep ball, he was yeah. nailing sophomore year. Anyways, maybe part of that's Jalen Guyton. You know. Anyways, um, they're just question. He's he's not mobile, right? Like he's mobile in the pocket, but he's not mobile as far as. Jordan yeah. Love mobile like getting a, like going. Russell Wilson mobile. to a, to attack of Loa right. running like right. yeah I just don't see that because and also he's knock on wood knock on all the wood we have he's kind of he has bad yeah I mean he's hurt his knee before he's gotten yeah. hurt before he's not the most durable well guy. would you say that I mean he's he's sacked all the time though 
No, I agree. I agree. So, so is that more of a product of him just getting but wrecked? Going in the against pocket? NFL players, right? And I understand that, but you can't. I can't really say he's injury prone. Because, I agree. Okay, yes. Yeah. he's not injury prone, but he gets nicked up a ton. Right, he's small. Yes, like he, he doesn't have a big frame. Like he has more of a frame like Kyler Murray. Okay, yes. Like a smaller frame. Okay, yes. Um. Anyways, those are my main concerns with him, and going against NFL linebackers, NFL defensive ends. We saw what Jalen Ferguson did to him. Well, but we again, saw what Jalen Ferguson did to the offensive line, I should say. Right, and that's what I'm saying. How much How much of this can we pin on the offensive line? I'm saying— Because I feel like a lot of the time, Mason's uh, completion percentage was only dropped significantly because he had to roll out of the pocket and throw the ball away. His, You, you are right. His adjusted complete, completion percentage was like number two in the country. Right. He was terrific, like right. 80% almost. Um, But— the NFL is such. A, I feel like and someone correct me if I'm wrong. It has taking a sack in the NFL has to hurt twice as much as taking oh, a sack yeah, of from course, a of course. from the Conference USA. Of course, and we'll of get in, we'll get into Conference USA in the NFL later. But I just that's that's one of my other concerns. Again, probably sixty to seventy percent of it is his height and his deep ball accuracy. As far as that goes, we and know one of those things he can fix. Yes, yes, and and he's also has a new offensive coordinator, so. He's a smart quarterback. We all know this. He right. makes the right decisions for the most part. Um, he can pretty much make every throw. He can much. make, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he's a very good college quarterback. Um, I do want to see this offense this year might have more passing than any of his other years. Yeah. As far as, like, I doubt there'll be as much straight handoffs as there were in the last two years, especially with Jeff, obviously. Yeah. So there's going to be a huge onus on him, and the defenses are going to know that passes are coming more often. So you have that pressure. We've also seen um, – I don't want to bring back up rehash old wounds, but Mason Fine in the second half of games when the offense was awful last year, time after time after time. Again, that offensive coordinator? I mean, if you want it to be. Right, but I'm saying I'm saying there's other factors because sophomore year he was great. Yeah, he did. Then, fit, but he had interceptions that year. Last year he didn't have interceptions, but the offense wasn't as good. Right. So, I mean, you got to find the happy medium. Yeah, but if he can't take risks, well, okay, I'm not going to compare senior year Mason to sophomore year Mason. That's not fair. But last year the whole thing with him was that he was being too safe in the second yeah. half. He was wanted to be more aggressive. But again, what is that a product of? Is it the coaching staff telling him not I agree. to be? So, this year it's going to be interesting to see how. Much he improves from last year, and if and if any of that stuff changes, if he's takes more risks, because like you said, yeah, he'd always look for like the slant or the out route instead of throwing it deep. So, um, what would it take for you to say that he could have a chance? Because obviously his size uh, is is not going to change. Yeah, size is not going to change. I mean, his his strength can change, obviously, and I think right. that he will get stronger and he will have an NFL at least build in a way even though he's gonna be small i think he's gonna be strong because he's already strong like that's not a question but um he'll get stronger i need to see his deep ball um accuracy improve a little bit someone's gonna pull up some stat that say like oh well actually he was just a completion percentage on deep balls (laughs) (laughs) it's 72 (laughs) percent yeah i'm like okay um Maybe I need to go back and watch the film on that. I test though. I mean, I mean, I test, test. I just remember watching games and being like, "Oh, he missed that one." Right. Oh, he almost right. had that one. Yep. Or I mean, UTSA something. he had two of them. Exactly. The only long throw he had on that completed on UTSA was when Michael Law was wide open in yep. the end zone. I mean, literally no one around. Yeah. So, anyways, 
Um, there are just some things I need. I want to see him improve on, especially in that aspect. I'd also like to see his mobility improve a little bit. Oh. If his knee is better, like if right, he's and like, that's, that's from he doesn't have to wear that big brace. Yeah. So that'll be better. I do want to run through a couple of these other ones, these other rankings, because I think they're a little bit more reasonable. Twenty four seven out of the entire country. This is this is the entire country. This is not Bruni writing. This. And this is also projecting. Yeah, this is also projecting who's going to be the best in twenty nineteen. So mm-hmm. they have Mason Fine as the tenth best quarterback in the country. Okay. So who's he? Who's who's he ahead of? I do have the link. Don't worry. I'm prepared. <laughs> We got multiple computers up. Yeah, like three. See, this one has Jordan Love at eight, Justin Fields, Ohio State at nine. Okay, see, these are reasonable. Mason Fine at ten. See, everyone here is pretty. I mean, I agree with them for the most part. I mean, Adrian Martinez, Nebraska, Ian Book, Notre Dame. They're largely a lot of unproven guys besides Shea Patterson at fourteen. Kelly Bryant, the Clemson, mm-hmm. moved over to to Missouri. He's at fifteen. Kind of tough. But um, anyways, there's just guys like that. Throughout Kellen Mond, A&M's at 20. Yeah, I mean, you could debate that. Um, Nate Stanley, Iowa, 24. And now this is – see, but the thing is, the other list is project, projecting NFL. This right, is which, projecting which this upcoming season. Which makes it more interesting because I'd argue that Mason's a better quarterback in college oh, than he would be. 100%. Right, and that's what makes that so interesting because you give me Mason at three in college, and I can argue that yeah. over – Jordan Love even. Like right, like if you're just going like, cause then at that point, if you're comparing Jordan Love to Mason Fine in college, you can just be like, Mason Fine's about to throw for 4,500 yards, and Jordan Love, although he threw for 3,500 yards last year, yeah, and and um, so I mean, you can compare those numbers as far as like that goes. So, yeah. um, yeah, because they play in the same exactly level of competition. Exactly. I mean, basically, yeah, essentially. Anyways, uh, Mountain West is a little bit better than Conference USA, but regardless, yes. Um, so, anyways, that was 24-7s. Um, sporting News had him ranked 12. Um, I'm for, gonna, for what? For In just, the country. Yeah, just okay. ranking quarterbacks. And then this one, let's get back on our happy train here. Athlon Sports ranked the Conference USA quarterbacks, Colin. And uh, Mason Fine. If it's not Mason. Mason Fine was. The f- you, didn't, you didn't look. Number one. Well, I knew he was number one, Colin. I would just build dramatic, dramatic effect. And it's really not close. I mean, FIU's quarterback, James Morgan's number two. Oh, okay. Um, under Butch Davis. Interesting. Anyways, <laughs> uh, then you go, then you you go Tyler Johnston, UAB. I mean, cool. Uh, there's no need to name off the rest of them. Yeah, Marshall Mason, it, it Jamar, Mason. Jamar Smith at five. Yeah, there's a big drop off. Mason, then just a gap. I agree. I agree. Jamar Smith, five. Jack Abraham, six. Neither one of those was... Very outstanding. Uh, Chris Chris Robinson uh, at FAU, he just got suspended. I think he just hit someone or, or something like that. He just got suspended. I'd have to go look it up. Someone someone tell me. Um, Yeah, that's the list. Well, so Mason Frank fine. Harris is 13 <laughs> at UTSA. Looks like we're beating UTSA again this year. High five, baby. No? All right. <laughs> All right. Anyways, that's uh that's all the Mason listing I had. But you have another ranking. Uh yeah, we have one more. We have uh 24/7 Sports receiver rankings. Again, this is projecting for the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you go down the list, you see a lot of like Power Five schools: USC, South Carolina, Auburn, Florida State, um, Florida, Michigan, KJ Hill, Ohio State. Colin Johnson, Texas at 17. KJ Hill, 18. Colin Johnson, 17. 
Then you start going a little lower. You see Devontae Smith from Alabama, Justin Jefferson, LSU. And then you see number 13, Rico Bussey. Big. Wow. Wow. James Prochet from uh, SMU is 12. So at least there's a little bit of a precedent there. Um, Yeah, 13th is kind of high, but I think that's probably justifiable in a way because at it's projecting for this upcoming year. So it's not saying who right now. I th- yeah, I think, you know, with Jalen Guyton gone, I think everyone knows Rico Bus is going to be the main guy. The only question is we saw Jalen Guyton last year when he was the number one guy starting the season. Not like he was gone. He was out of the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, yeah. So we'll see how Bodie Reader changes up the offense, how he gets some, you know, different looks in there for defenses where they can't just straight bracket him or they'll be punished. Because a lot of times teams bracketed Jalen Guyton and they weren't really punished. Like they were punished by Mike Law's five yard dig routes. <laughs> like they were punished by his yeah. five yard out routes. Like it's, I don't know. Um, so we'll see if the, what they can do down the field. I think down the field is the main question because you know have Jalen Guyton gone. Greg White has been good in spring season, but he hasn't really played. Yeah, I mean, come on. We'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, and I have high expectations for Greg White, so I don't want to make it sound like he um, isn't capable, but we just haven't seen it. So, um, yeah, that was the other list. I think that's all I had for that. I think we got into uh, Mason Fine. I think the only question we have to answer is, um, no, Mason Fine is not the best quarterback in the country. We should put out a list. Someone, I'll, I'll go. I'm gonna go anonymous on not. I can't speak anonymously and just put ranking 2019 quarterbacks. Mason Fine one, Tua Tagovailoa two, <laughs> and just throw it out there. And so that way, all of North Texas people just quote and be like, "That's it. He said it. He said it. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> yep, Mason Fine number one, baby. Let's go you get think him. He's number three. No." I think I think ten is perfectly fine. Ten, I agree. I th- I like ten. Ten is great. I'm just just trying to get some positivity. Hold on. No, some some devil's advocate in there. Oh, you, you I always encourage devil devil's advocate. What do you think you should be? No, I, I mean I I don't have an argument. For Disagree three. with me, Colin. I don't have an argument. Do it. For three. Sure. We we have, yeah, we, have other, we have other topics. Look, okay, okay. Well, I'm just saying Justin Fields, Ohio State. No, Jordan Love eight. <laughs> no, no. Derek King seven. Sam Ellinger is an interesting debate because. He's basically a fullback that plays quarterback. I love Texas, but still. Jalen Hurts, five. It's Justin Saturday. Herbert, four. Blah, blah, blah. Two, a two. Trevor Lawrence, one. Regardless. All right, let's go to the next topic here. Colin, are you ready to watch North Texas football games on NFL TV? First of all, I don't have NFL TV. I didn't even know that was a thing. You did, Wait, what? I don't watch football. Colin, what? I don't watch the NFL. You didn't I'm know a Lions You fan. didn't know NFL Network was a thing? I knew, okay, NFL Network. I thought NFL TV was like another No, thing. no, no, NFL like, Network. You know how you have like NBA TV. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. NFL Network. You, I don't have I don't have Did NFL you know Network. that was a thing? I knew though. that was a thing. Okay, save yourself, Colin. NFL Network is yes, obviously. Anyways, um yeah, North Texas is going to be on there and along with the rest of Conference USA because there will be 10 games on NFL Network. That's it's isn't that weird to you though? Can I finish explaining sorry, the sorry, the sorry. deal Colin? It's a big deal. A lot of people are going to like this. A lot of people are listening just for our take on this. So, Conference USA and NFL Network are teaming up, I guess, pairing. I read the whole press release. Partnering. Partnering. There we go, it Colin. Is the word. Um That's why you keep me. Yeah. So, they are partnering to make Conference USA 
have one game a week on NFL Network for the next four years. So over the 10 weeks, okay, no, no, no. There will be 10 games on NFL Network, one a week for, I guess, the first 10 weeks mm-hmm. because there are 12, whatever. Um, so there will be 10 games on NFL Network. Uh, they are going to be through the next four years. That all I have written down. That's really all the details they gave us. Anyways, it's a big deal. A lot of people are excited about it, Colin. Are you excited about it? I don't watch NFL Network. I don't have okay, it. Okay, Colin. But so, yeah. but I, no, just, I think, Just for I think the conference. I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. I mean, North Texas has been pairing with Cowboys. Now they got the NFL Network. I mean, like, you know how on the field during games it says UNT? Yes, I, I know. And, and, and the same thing. It's just trying to get more exposure. So, again... New and TV can become more known instead of just TC. But the thing is, everyone was was whining and complaining that, oh my gosh, why are all our games on BN Sports? Why are all of our games on ESPN uh, Plus, which has terrible, well, I mean, terrible you broadcast? You could argue that those are more accessible than NFL Network, though. I mean, outside of Texas, it's a great question. Because especially like who, with cable, who, especially with cable, you right. know, decreasing and that's being a special package. Like NFL, you can, not everyone has an NFL network. A right. ton of people don't. Like right. my parents do, but that's because they're like fifty-five years old, <laughs> and they still buy cable. So it's kind of I understand. I see where you're coming from. Like being sports, I can stream that. You know what I mean? I can't. I can't. Can you though for free? It's not for free, but like they have like an well, I'm sure a, you can with NFL. App. See, but I'm sure you can do the same thing with the NFL Network. You have to sign in with your account, your TV subscription account. I don't know how it works. You keep, and then same with uh, ESPN Plus. See, I thought you had to sign up for like Fubo and stuff. That's not the same thing, is it? I don't know. That's what I did to watch the BN games last year. Was I signed up for like Fubo? I had a Sling account. All the free trials. All the free trials. So that's I what I did. But I mean, again. It's NFL Network. It's I think it's big just because you put the NFL mm-hmm. on on Conference USA. Yeah. But in terms of people watching the game, you could argue it could it could be less people. That's than, true. It's true. That's season. a good point. Exposure will be increased. Viewership might be a little decreased. I right. Guess. Which I guess is okay for to a certain to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I had this saved. What was it? Why is my my Twitter just turned on night mode? I never yeah, have. Brittany's a non night. I never guy. have my phone on night we mode. That a, is a weird uh, podcast poll. That is weird. Who uh, uh who runs night mode? I'm raising my hand. I'm no no. Okay yes, everybody does night mode, but that doesn't mean doesn't mean what? It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it's doesn't right. mean. Oh okay. Here's the other news I want to talk about. Well, are we done with the TV stuff? I think we're done with the TV stuff, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Basically, um. That Conference USA rankings might be updated because I was like two weeks old. And uh, yesterday, DeAndre Francois from Florida State, the quarterback at Florida State, is walking on to FAU. thought he was already there. No, this was as of last night. Mm. So, yeah, FSU obviously dismissed him, if y'all don't remember. For... Mason Fine still better. Okay, can I finish, Colin? No. This is just the cutoff podcast. Um, He was starting at FSU for the past two years, I believe. Um, And he was dismissed because of the accusation of domestic violence. But you know Lane Kiffin. Oh, you know Lane Kiffin was already on that. So anyways, he will be presumably starting at FAU, especially with the Chris Robinson situation. Who knows? They just got a bunch of bad boys at quarterback. North Texas does not play FAU this year, though, unless if they meet in the conference championship game. 
which could happen. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, neither one of those play. Uh, UTSA does play them, though, so that's another loss for them. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Um. Oh, my computer just died. No, it didn't. We're good. Anyways, uh, do you have anything else, Colin? Are we good on the TV deal? I think I think we're good on the TV deal. Let's, let's move to questions. Oh, we do have questions. We do have questions. I completely forgot about questions. I do have them here, though. It's late. It's late, guys. It's, it's, it's 12, 12 10, 10 now. We're rolling. I'm completely great. Anyways, <laughs> Red Bull's Red Bull's losing its juice. Red Bull. Anyways, um, so first question we have here from Primetime UNT. He asks. Attendance problem with both basketball and football. They had three huge football games with 18K, including huge game against USM Southern Miss. Uh, basketball had a rough time getting people into the seats, except for promotional nights when they had those like little kids running around. Um, <laughs> also, what are y'all's predictions for 2019 attendance? Sellout versus UH. That's at home. Obviously, they have Houston out. Man, so, you know, if, if, if y'all listened last season, I was a big, big, big defender of north texas and how they didn't have any fans show up to the southern miss game it was awful it was not 18k yeah yeah wait 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 now people are now people are jumping on our side no no wait what do you say huge game against usm i don't know what he said regardless anyways that southern miss game was a big game and, and the thing is no that was confirmed show- i'm sorry to cut you off again but that was confirmed that seth was not happy running yeah. out of the field and seeing yeah. like Ten thousand people yeah, there. That that, that, is that a, was confirmed. Yes, yeah, Seth. Seth was not happy, and that is a that happened. Seth verbally was upset. We thought he was gonna leave because of that. Yeah, yeah. Kansas State. Listen, if you want him to stay, you need to show up. Especially year four, bro. Like you better but, show up. But to have eight, I mean, it looked like eight thousand people at that Southern Miss game. It was probably a little bit more, but it was no. It's not eighteen k. This team needs to. The team did everything it could last season to get attendance. It was a fan's job to show up for for football. Yeah. Um. And I guess going into this season, I don't know what else you can do. The Houston game should be sold out be because that was the first game of Apogee ever. It was Houston. Oh, it was. Yeah, and, and that was, was the only that was the most attendance at the time before last season. Might have been Tech. I, guess I think it was La Tech. Yeah. So. It's make or break. I mean, there's so much riding on attendance. I feel like this year, it's it's it not only makes the program look better in terms of recruiting and just overall atmosphere of people wanting to go to the games and everything, but also for the coaching staff wanting to stay, for other coaching candidates. If Seth does happen to go somewhere else, even mm-hmm. though I think he's trying to sign an extension. Okay. Yes, he signed an extension. Right, but, but I'm saying, yeah. you know, what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. So it's big. I think it's it's very important. Um, as for basketball. I mean, they're still on the up and up, and they they lost some pretty bad games last season. They did. So, last season you can't really hate on the fans too much, but this next season, after a couple of games, you need to you need to be there. It's like because last year was obviously Grant's second year, so when times were good, you know the crowd was good, and early in the season when they were like you know won all those games in a row, yeah, the crowd was good. Then you start lo- losing and. Showing some fatigue, showing some lack of depth. Yeah. And the fans kind of dwindled away in that point. But um, I don't have a big problem with the basketball attendance. I think that is probably should be even more performance-based than anything else. I agree. Because football is kind of football in Texas. People just show up for football You're in Texas and you're a football team that has Mason Fine on it. Mm -hmm. You should get... 
25,000. Right, yeah. I didn't even mention that. This is Mason's last year. Yeah. He, he's arguably the second greatest player ever to play at North Texas. At North Texas. Like, think about that. Yeah. You're not going to get a Mason fine unless, no, again, yeah. unless something. Case and hard. You're not going to get a Mason fine <laughs> unless something ridiculous happens, like a five star recruit comes in here and. They're going to pull some Captain America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going to pull some Captain America stuff and put Kaysen in there. Anyways, all right, so the home games, Abilene Christian, UTSA is week four. That's going to be a big one. Come on. Come on, UTSA. That's, that's got to be sold out, and so does Houston. That's back-to-back weeks. They selling out back-to-back they weeks? Have to. They have to, bro. <laughs> Anyways, those two games. So week four or five, UTSA-Houston. Then you have Middle Tennessee. Yeah. UTEP, eh. And then UAB, yeah. Well, UAB could be a big game. The minimum, the minimum amount of fans I need to see each game is like 20? 22. Okay. Cool 22 that. announced. I'm cool with that. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> UAB is another low-key big game on there because that could be like – Yeah, that could, that could be deciding. That, yeah, that could be deciding a lot. Anyways, but those are the two games. UTSA, Houston have to be for sure, and then UAB, I would like to see it. Middle Tennessee, I don't care. Um, even though Middle Tennessee should be pretty good this year. Yeah. Anyways. But in terms of important, like importance. Yeah, to, I know what you mean. And they're in the other division. You don't see them every year. It's kind of weird. It's like that sibling you see every now and then, that like Christmas, and you have to make small talk with them. <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's the that's our attendance breakdown. Okay, basketball. All right, big question here from uh, Clay Massey. He asks, "Will Chicken E return to the pit next season?" Now, for those of you who don't understand the context of this question, for us media members, Chicken Express was the go-to two years ago. Yeah. Two and three years ago. So, Benford's last year and then Grant's first year. Yep. Chicken E was... we show up. We show up Exactly. We'd show up early. We'd be like, oh, my God, Chicken Express is here. Like, this is... I load up on rolls. Oh. Colin would eat, like, 35 chicken strips, <laughs> 22 rolls. <laughs> it would just and then I would you know go in afterwards and be like oh well there's not much left I'll just take that whatever everyone would be giving Colin dirty looks including me and it was just great it was fantastic <laughs> it was great you atmosphere. can't it was that's when I was at my happiest yep Chicken Express was I in agree. the break in the room so um then then come this this last season oh, they come with Outback Steakhouse I don't want to talk about it and you know the first time it was good showing it was some hot steak it was good I ate like 20 something steak medallions and then next week came and it was kind of a little bit colder, colder yeah, steak. Like but weird. I mean, we still ate it. We still ate it. It was kind of good. It was like completely raw. Like yeah, just but, straight but, but, it was, but, but, but it was still warm. It was kind of warm. Then the next week, it was just straight up cold. Like it was sitting out like on a counter with like a fan blowing on it. And then they brought in burgers and did the same thing. And it just became awful. Outback Steakhouse. I will never go eat there again just because I'm scarred. Yeah. But anyways, I think that. I've said anyways a lot on this podcast. It's because it's like 1230. Um, I'm not tired. It's past his bedtime. Okay. I have to drive home after this anyways. Anyways. Um, The Outback Steakhouse food was terrible, cold, raw, and after like three, two weeks of it being bad, I just started eating before I went to games. Which is the worst because before, I wouldn't eat the whole day. You'd rely on that. Yeah, Yeah, that was my... Especially when you're a college kid and you don't have any money. Exactly. That's that's a feast. Preach it. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully it comes back next year. I know y'all don't care about that. Uh, our Maybe listeners do. don't care, but... Maybe they do. Maybe it's a big, they feel it's for a big us. deal for they us. They feel okay. for us. 
it's a big deal. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We'll update y'all throughout the basketball season. We'll try to swing swing our uh, persuasion and our uh, power. We'll just like we'll just buy a chickeny franchise and open it up in the union. Yeah. All right, Colin. I don't know where you got this money from. It's not from twenty four seven. I'll tell you that. It's from Bernie's breakdown. From this rebranding we're about to do. <laughs> this rebrand. <laughs> But Speaking right. of rebrand, okay, yeah, let's, we let's have wrap a, it up with we, this. we have we have a film review coming out. Uh, I guess this will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, what Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on, depending on. We have no clue. Outside <laughs> things, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to figure out when we want to release it. But be on the lookout for that. It's and Bernie, Bernie and I do an in-depth through film review, and uh, he's kind of like a detail, Kobe Bryant's detail. Except it's better. Except it's better, because yeah. with like a a million dollar less budget. Still yeah. better. Way better. <laughs> but yeah, so be on the lookout for that. We uh, plan on going through film for football and basketball yes. next season. So. Yes, yes, yes. We will do that. Um, follow our new Twitter because by the time you hear this, it should be made. Mean Green 24-7 though, okay? So Mean Green 24-7 will have a Twitter. We already have a Facebook. I've never plugged our Facebook, but please follow us on Facebook or friend us on Facebook. I, I don't... It's follow. God, you don't, I'm so you don't bad. Friend. I'm so bad at Bernie Facebook. never logs on Facebook. It's for like forty-year-olds, bro. I don't. I thought it was so funny my when we did the we did the graphics for offense and defense depth chart, and Bernie's first Facebook post in like five years was like just like a share of the post that uh, we did, and then he didn't do anything else. Bro, I don't <laughs> he know what to do. Anything. He just he just left it, logged out of Facebook, threw his phone in the sewer, bro. and just called it a day. I don't know how to work Facebook, and it's probably gonna get me fired one day from some job because I don't know how to work Facebook. Because like you know, the forty-year-old into sixty-year-old population is like. 80% of your readership and they get on Facebook. <laughs> Meanwhile, you get like the 20 year olds that are on Twitter that don't click anything. So they just read headlines. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'll learn how to do that. Um, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, at mean green 24 seven, uh, leave us a rating on the podcast on Apple, go over to Apple. If you're on SoundCloud, go over to Apple, click the ratings, um, give us a five star or don't do it at all. <laughs> we only, only want positive reviews. And shame. No shame. No shame in that at all. No shame. Uh, go to MingGreen247.com. Become a subscriber. We're going to have a lot of recruiting stuff up. We're going to have a lot of um, a lot of board posts. A lot of Once Ryan Woolridge makes a decision, we'll have stuff on that. We'll try to get other people on the podcast. Let us know who you want on the podcast so we can like show them, hey, see, the crowd wants this. Mason Fine. Okay, yes. It's just going to be Just, ask, just ask tweet at us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need like a Mason Fine gift that we can just like put on a tweet and everyone just like... Th- just tag long, Mason. Long thread of just of just Mason Fine gift of him grabbing his hand. Mason, come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I think we're good, Colin. Any, anything else you want to plug? I think we plugged everything. SoundCloud, Apple, website. We're good. Everything else. New layout. Be on the lookout for that. Give us some... Show us some love on that because we work hard. I like that. Let I like bringing. I like. We work hard. Let me drink my Fiji water. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here, Colin. Take a gasp. All right. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good one.